Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce myself. Some of you may know me, and some of you may not. My name is Howard Finkel. I'm also known as The Fink, and I am the premier ring announcer in the World Wrestling Federation. The greatest in-ring announcer in the history of professional wrestling, surpassing even the great Jimmy Lennon of Las Vegas. Dear to my heart, Finkelmania, Howard Finkel. Hey, Jesse. Hey. How you doing? Good, Hello, good. Ian, Ladies and gentlemen, the return bout between Morocco and Hulk Hogan will be for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship, and it will be held inside a steel cage. A hitman, Brett. announced some of the greats in this business as champions with a signature word. From San Martino, to Backlund, to Hogan, to Flair, to Bret Hart, to The Rock, to Austin, to Triple H, to The Undertaker, to Shawn Michaels, to John Cena, and many more, I wanted to make their ascension to the throne memorable and remembered by how I announced their win. Well, tonight, I'm going to steal a page from my playbook, if I may. Ladies and gentlemen, I, the Fink, Howard Finkel, am a new inductee into WWE's Hall of Fame class of 2009. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the DWI podcast. PC Tony, DPP, and AJ Belaz here. Um, just wanted to take a brief moment to remember Howard Finkel. The man named WrestleMania. Uh, he was the first WWE employee. He is the first ring announcer I ever remember. And I'll always remember the Fink as the greatest in-ring announcer of all time. And uh, he, he was just unique in the way he looked. He was unique in the way he ring announced and, and emphasized certain syllables and you heard it right there that new wwf world heavyweight everybody knows that new dp we we remember that from our childhood vividly yeah uh decades of wrestling that we've watched in wwf slash wwe that he has announced and will always be the voice of my childhood just just because everything i watched wrestling had howard finkel doing the announcing and when I've gone through and, and kind of <clears throat> went online and, and looked, watched a couple of videos and stuff like that, it, you know, one of them that stood out when he came back and, and did a brief thing with CM Punk to do his announcements um, when he was going against Del Rio and 
Booker T said it pretty well. Like, you you made it when Howard Finkel finally announced your voice. That's when you know you made it. Booker T was like, that was the one thing I wanted to do when I got to WWE. I wanted Howard Finkel to announce me going to the ring, and that's just, I don't know how of a bigger, you know, achievement or, you know, that you want than knowing that and that's that that was your guy that was your announcer growing up aj you know i I know you're a little younger what do you remember about the fink well i mean exactly what pc said everything that he said put a lot of emphasis into the match the caliber of it Whenever a new champion was crowned, it was always special. Whenever he said, and the new, because it made you feel like you were the king of the mountain. You were the cream of the crop. You were on the highest pedestal, and there's not that much that you can say that hasn't already been said about Howard Finkel. The greatest announcer, whether you've watched since the 80s and the 70s even, all the way up until the uh, late 90s and the early 2000s everyone knows fink's voice everyone loves fink's voice and it's a shame that what happened uh very sad day to hear this uh during a very sad week for a lot of reasons and uh we just wanted to pay our respect to howard finkel so cheers to him and uh yeah we're gonna start the show now r.i.p thank you for everything howard finkel TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Let me in. Before we start, Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee! gentlemen welcome back to the dwi podcast my name is pc tunny i am your commissioner and the commissioner of the united states of the americas and i am joined as always by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him he's a scientist that's a fact it's dpp man if i was any kind of a scientist i'd figure out how to get out of this goddamn quarantine (laughs) Well, there you have it. Don't be so hard on yourself, sir. (laughs) Let's bring in the third member of this triumphant trifecta of triangular podcasting. It is none other than the funky, fresh, phenomenal. He's phenomenally funky fresh. 
He's AJ Belaz. Ah, uh, it's okay, DP. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it somehow. You, uh, you'll figure it out. But we're we're Wisconsin's now at down to May twenty sixth. It's already been for me thirty one days under the dome, as the Simpsons movie would say. And I'm this beard is getting really horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our our governor pretty much went ahead and said, no, we're not going to let you guys get together until after Memorial Day weekend. So because logic, thy name is flawed. I mean, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the golf the golf courses are we're opening next week. That's all I care about. Fair enough. PC yeah, fair way enough. There we go. I, I can't beat that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, just one quick thing I want to add. If you're looking to kind of go back and think about some great things from the career of Howard Finkel, uh, this kind of sounds like a cheap plug, but I read the article and it's really good. Steve Cook has the top five uh, Howard Finkel moments. So head over to chairshot.com. Check that out. Uh, really cool piece to read right now in, in remembrance of Howard Finkel. So let's get to the happenings of this week in the world of professional wrestling. DP, let's let everybody know what's happening right here on that podcast known as EWI. Well, well we're <laughs> it's pretty old and warm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And warm. <laughs> yeah, right. And still. There you go. Still. Yeah. Sheet. Still it. is. For- all right. We are going to go over all the bad happenings from Wednesday. The cuts. Black Wednesday, they're calling it. We're going to get into some current WWE storylines heading into Money in the Bank. We might touch on some AEW. And last call, we're going to try and figure out when the first possible live show in an arena could be. SummerSlam? Eh, think about it. DBP, ring the bell. All right, gentlemen. Here it is. Are you ready? Kurt Angle, Rusev, Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Rowan, Sarah Logan, no way, Jose. Yes way. Mike Chioda, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, EC3, Aiden English, Leo Rush, Primo, and Epico. Producers, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Dave Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. These producers, some of them may very well have been furloughed, may very well be on unemployment and get their jobs back looking like possibly July. They may bring some of these people back. Talent-wise, these people are gone. Believe that they can compete whenever they want, wherever they want. I saw something on social media that Carl Anderson was already in Japan, I believe, as quickly as possible. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of brought this up in a, in, a, in a group messaging that I have with Greg and, and Andrew and, and Chris, and I was like, boy, if the cons had any little bit of stashed money away, they could really you know, boost their roster here. But at the same time, they don't have any money to begin with, and they're not making any money right now. So it's really weird to look at this. You feel bad for all of the wrestlers, but, boy, there's not much any other company can do to capitalize on these releases for the most part, you would think. And once everybody starts making money again, WWE will have the strongest hand to go back and get any of these guys back, AJ. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, some notable names that are in there can always go back to their roots, like EC3 or Eric Young can always go back to Impact. But, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with the AEW thing. I'm sure a few people are probably going to go to AEW, especially since they still have somehow Jacksonville Jaguars money. But I, it, it's sad to see a few of them actually go because a lot of them weren't really doing much and some of the more notable names, some of them you actually saw at Mania, some of them you saw in the past few Raws, actually. We call that, that Jacksonville money, we call Jacksonville Jaguar money, we call that Minshew money. <laughs> Good old Gardner. How do you think he saved all that money but wearing those cut-off shorts? Well, he obviously didn't buy a razor either, so, you know. Who are you to talk? Look at you. Look I- at him. I have to save money. I was I'm saving say, money too. Look at this. I, I, I got the Minshew mustache going on. It's just I have the little goatee going with it too. <laughs> I'm just you should go out of the house tomorrow. <laughs> AJ, you should go out of the house tomorrow. Just keep only the mustache. Get some Daisy Duke cut off jean shorts, cut off plaid shirt, tie that bitch up around your belly and see how many hoots you get down at the freeway. See how, how quickly you get, get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> on your way down there, on your, never mind. I'm not even going to say the next thing. It's going to be considered horrible. Even though no one listens to the show except for Vince McMahon. Go ahead, DP. He's not Officer Dangle. Let's take it easy. <laughs> Thought I saw AJ down by the freeway selling oranges. <laughs> I, I was, you know, some of them I wasn't very shocked, you know, by. I guess um, a few very surprised, especially like Rusev. Uh, EC3, they just didn't have anything for him kind of thing. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, that's a tough one. I mean, Zack Ryder was a, was a fun mainstay in WWE for a long time and very popular fan favorite. Um, I could definitely see some of these guys going to AEW at some point here. But, right, this is a tough time. This this time nobody has really any money to do anything right now, so it's a perfect time, I guess, for that to happen for WWE if they do want to bring some of these guys back. I boy, I don't know if they even will though. You know, I, I definitely see a lot of the the personnel coming back because they got rid of a ton, and I can't imagine they were all furloughed. I know Shane Helms threw something out there on on Twitter, and that I think he didn't get furloughed. He's pretty much out of it. Which boy, his best friend Matt Hardy just signed up with AEW. I wonder where he's going. I his other tweet was, I knew I shouldn't answer that phone call. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so. It's, it'll be interesting to see, like, in a little while, everyone, everything starts to settle down where these guys go because I don't think they're going to be getting signed anywhere at this point just because wrestling's so slow right now. And Rusev being in AEW would just be a monster. and would be awesome to see. I would love to see Rusev actually get a shot that he deserves. I think it's hilarious that he got fired, but Lana is still around when she's basically worthless. So you could have cut a little extra money there. Yeah, uh, but but she's married to Bobby Lashley, not Rusev. Come on, keep what's, keep it kayfabe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. The divorce happened. <clears throat> I tried to burn that memory out of that storyline memory out of my brain, but thank you very much. Yeah, well, Rusev, Rusev can cut his lawn and his underwear all he wants now. He's not trying to be <laughs> over as a heel in WWE anymore. So, yeah. I could see Rusev joining Matt Hardy for sure. He, he's crazy, batshit crazy like him too. That'd be perfect. Right. Rusev! 
Brother! <laughs> brute of Bulgaria. Yes. Where did your first name go? <laughs> bueno, I think we'll stop there. Uh, listen, if you guys are AEW and you had money to sign one person, DP, is that the guy you think they should they would benefit the most? Or I personally, I mean, the revival isn't involved in Black Wednesday, but if I had money and I was AEW, that's the first team I'm signing. If that's the first anything I'm signing out of all these people. Yeah, uh, the Revival or the Revolt, I guess, is probably they're going to be their new team name. That aside, since they weren't part of it, I'd go with Rusev. I, I think Rusev is just an amazing talent. Even at, and after he trimmed down even more, he's just he's got so much upside. I think that really WWE dropped the ball on that one quite a bit. Just every time they try started to give him a push, they just let it go. I think he could make a a monster debut in AEW. Yeah, I, I the revival's pretty much a given to go to AEW. I mean, all the F the revival or forever the revival uh, stuff that always went back and forth between them and the Bucks. You know, they're going to AEW. They're, they, it's like ninety five percent. Rusev is not a bad pick for AEW, but I'm probably gonna go with Zack Ryder since he is friends with Cody. So that he might elevate him, maybe he might give him a major push. Who knows? But he is. A good friend of Cody's, so you know you might see the broski with the hoskies in a dub. My one, my one guy who I think is under the radar a little bit and had a bad gimmick and did the best he could with it. Honestly, that could blow up somewhere else is No Way Jose. Like No Way Jose is a big dude that can move and he can and he has personality. You don't have to be No Way Jose. Like he can be whoever the fuck he wants to be, wherever the fuck he wants to be. That's the kind of guy I could see coming back to WWE five, six years down the road, having made a name for himself. But you guys mentioned the couple thing. Rusev and Lana wasn't the only couple that were one stayed and one got fired. Talk about War Machine. Sarah Logan got let go. War Machine is still there in total. That is true. And you might see her in AEW even, or maybe even Impact. Who knows? Or Heck, I might even have to cover her in uh, NWA a little bit, but she's You'd not. Like her, wouldn't you? I yeah. would love it. you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, she she is a good talent. She she definitely embraced the Viking character a lot, like very quickly. Because come on, she's married to freaking one of the two. Roe. She's married to Roe. Eric. Um, She's married to Eric. Ivar is more Hansen. I I can't remember. I still think. I just call him. I just call him War Machine because that's what they were called. That's what they were called when DP and I were drinking with them and Cheeseburger at the Slurp and Burp in Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, she she's a good talent. She could definitely be some a form of a name in NWA or even Impact. Going back to Crazy Mary Dobson, but well, that's the funny thing. You bring it up. It's like. These people are all more talented than a large majority of the people that are in AEW, uh, NWA, MLW. And that's no offense to any of those places. It's just WWE has the highest level of overall talent, bottom from top to bottom, period. There, there's no, you can't even question that, right? And, and we're not even talking about NXT yet. There has been some cuts in NXT, I know, um, 
a backstage reporter got uh, released. I can't remember her name. And Deanna Perazzo got released. And I think two more people from NXT got released today as we record on Friday. Um, but, yeah, what a, what a just sad thing overall. I mean, I, I really don't have much else to say about it. I hope a lot of these people get jobs elsewhere. Do you guys have any last thoughts on, on what happened Wednesday and, and moving forward from anything, kind of just to sum this this uh, this whole topic up, AJ? Uh, I'm going to try to make light of it. And since you said some of the producers either got fired or furloughed, I find it funny that they let go of IRS on April 15th. <laughs> Ring the bell. Wow. Uh, well done, sir. Well done. Man. Man. TV, last thoughts? Last thoughts? I can't top that, but I, I'm waiting for the ultimate swerve when Drake <laughs> Maverick actually wins the cruiserweight interim cruiserweight title tournament and stays in and keeps a job after that uh, just heartbreaking video he put out there on on Twitter. All right. There you have it, folks. Um, let's do this real quick. As you all bear with me momentarily as I fix something here. I think this will help a little bit. And we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen. The next possible pay-per-view that we're looking at is going to be Money in the Bank. By the way, before we get into Money in the Bank... What's supposed to be going on right now? The draft. It's, have you guys heard anything about when they're going to do the draft? Not a word. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. All right. Well, cue we the, know. Cue the crickets. <laughs> Funny because Money in the Bank is technically, in my opinion, the pay-per-view that least needs a crowd. Considering you could technically have, you could have four Money in the Bank matches this year if you wanted to do it that way. And have just have four ladder matches on that pay-per-view. Right? You could do six if you really wanted to. Seven. You could do you could do a you could do a money in the bank for every specific title. No, right. you're, you're going a little too TNA into that. And then and there's gonna be an eighth ladder match where it's the fired briefcase. What I want. Alright, thank yeah. thanks for bringing me back. Eh, no problem. <laughs> we should just layer every title higher and higher on the rope. And if you have, you want to get that world heavyweight title, you climb all the way to the top. Then I got Jeff Hardy. All right, gentlemen, we've seen some of the qualifying matches that are going to be happening on raw. I believe tonight on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan will be facing. Oh man. This is good podcasting right here. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I was just looking at it. You can tell we're uh, ready for all of this, especially with the times that we're in. I have a beer. I'm drinking a Stone Cold uh, beer again. What are you drinking over there, uh, AJ? Uh, I'm drinking some uh, Coke with some Jack Daniels Tennessee honey. There you go. Snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine. DP, how about you? I got uh, my, uh, where you decided to name it the Becky Special. It's uh, Mandarin Vodka. Pineapple juice, 
a little splash of sprite on top. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's a fire crotch. Oh, hey now. Yeah, we it's just renamed that, that shit. It's not that Becky. Bring them. <laughs> oh, it's 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 oh, it's Becky two drinks. It's hey? Becky two drinks. It's Becky. Becky two drinks. Yes. Your bar is <laughs> Becky two drinks. That's right. That's right. That's right. Ooh, okay, here we go. Go ahead. Say which we actually did stop and say hi to our favorite bartender last Friday when we ordered some food to go from there to give them a little bit of business. So we uh, we stopped in and no, no, was that Friday? We podcasted Friday, didn't we? Saturday. We did. So it was Saturday. We stopped over there, grabbed a pizza, said hi. They actually poured us a drink, so we got to stop, say hi and chat for a minute or two. It was nice. What kind of pizza did you have? Because I want to ask AJ the pizza question, because we always do the pizza thing with everybody, but I don't think we've had that conversation with him before. Maybe we have, but we're going to do it again. It's my favorite. It's thin crust, cheese, sausage, and pepperoni. That's, that's pretty good. It's over there. Uh, Pizza's over there. I don't know if you've ever been to Pistol Pete's. Have not. I have not. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't. I'm stuck <laughs> on the East Coast. Um, I would have been surprised. <laughs> Damn! Wait, just wait till we get wait till we get smell vision or smell a phone, then you'll at least be able to know what it smells like. Yay! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's what we. Were so, doing. what's your what's your favorite pizza if you're ordering it, and where does it come from? Uh, my favorite pizza. There, there's been a there's been a place that Andrew and I go to lately called uh, Sabrina's in Hamilton, where uh, they have a really good meat lovers or uh, even a chicken bacon ranch is usually one of my go-tos chicken bacon ranch it's always a their pizzas are always amazing it's you know the stereotypical nice italian restaurant little small shop always home fresh with everything hey how come this pie is not already you said you making the pie <laughs> no you said you making the pie somebody gonna make it a pie it's here okay Okay, make it a pie. All right, so Kramer with with his foot on the the, yeah, that's horrible. All right, Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro tonight. That's one of the Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Okay, that's what I was looking for. And now uh, we're going to get into what those Money in the Bank matches are once we get these qualifiers. Obviously, it looks like we're just going to have a men's and a women's, but I have the tentative card here, gentlemen. Let's kind of run this down for now, real briefly. It looks like Bailey versus Tamina. Hey, looking like Tamina. Yeah, you brought that back, didn't you? Because Tamina looks like she's probably going to beat Sasha tonight. That's what's happening on SmackDown as well. I would love Tamina to be a transitional champion here be- and and win the title, get her her title victory. Right? She's she's um she's legacy. Right? She she's not a horrible worker. You know, they can they can make some money with her or not make money with her while they're not making money. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no slight on her. But, you know, someone else could easily take that off. That could really jumpstart the whole Bailey-Sasha thing, especially if they're planning on having SummerSlam live. That'd be a great match there. What do you guys think? Do you like that idea? you think this Bailey reign goes on until they have some idea of when they're going to get live television back and then they accelerate that storyline? I think this goes on until SummerSlam, till they probably can do the Sasha Banks uh, Bailey match probably for the title. I I would love to see Tamina get a title shot, you know, and maybe a title win. This is a great time to do it, like you said. 
it's uh you know she could she's got that powerhouse you know mentality and that style and i think they've never really cashed in on it pardon the pun for the money in the bank match but it's <clears throat> it's disappointing they they totally could do that did it with nia Jax. she was there before nia Jax was even there and i think they totally missed out on that opportunity but i don't see her i see her getting the title match but i don't see her getting the win i i think there's continuing this sasha bailey storyline yeah, I'm in the same boat where it's going to be Bailey versus Sasha at SummerSlam. As nice as Tamina would be as a traditional champion, and and uh, <laughs> sorry, Tony just had like some randomly fly across his screen there. Uh, <laughs> that but um, I mean, even if they make her a traditional champion, and this is going to be a real low blow on my part for saying it, but it's not like they can lose more fan attendance. But, uh, no, they, I agree they should have cashed in on Tamina a lot earlier, especially with the last name. But do I see her getting the title shot? Yeah. Do I see her not succeeding? Yeah. That uh, Those eight janitors that Big Dave talked about watching WrestleMania, could they could get down to five or six if Tamina wins. So maybe they just walk away and actually do their jobs, you know? So they could <sighs> lose a few. Right. They still got a few. Possibility. It's possibility. <laughs> All right. We got two tag matches. Look like they're lining up. Nikki Cross uh, and Alexa Bliss versus Dana Brooke and Carmella. That just doesn't seem plausible for them to win. Um, and then we're looking at a possible triple threat. With the one we couldn't get at WrestleMania. Miz, Morrison, Usos, New Day. M- Miz and Morrison keep these titles? Who- who's coming out of here, DP? Man, I don't, at this point, you know, getting out of it, if the Miz is back and everything's good, then I don't see any reason to take him off Miz and Morrison right now, especially to give it to the Usos or the New Day who have held them for quite a while. Let's let's wait and give it to another team, give them the opportunity to take it off the heels and, and make a tag team, you know, make a new name for another tag team. Maybe the, you know, Heavy Machinery finally gets their win at SummerSlam or something and wins these titles. Yeah, no, I... I agree wholeheartedly with that. Heavy Machinery should be the next actual combatants for the SmackDown tag titles. The Usos and the New Day don't need it. What are the New Day on now? Seven and the Usos are on six reigns? Something like that? They don't really need it. It, it, It's nice to have a little bit of a breath of fresh air with Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. But, um... Hey, hey, oh, ho, uh-huh. this fear has got to go down my throat. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I like the breath of fresh air with the Miz and Morrison. They're, they're, I know they're an older tag team, not dumb, but it's nice to actually have something different other than the New Day holds it. <laughs> the New Day hold it, or the Usos hold it. It's something different. I will check a motherfucking Bobcat. All right, before we move on to the rest of this card, DP, I think it's time for something we haven't done in a long time. Dance break! All right. It was AJ's first Slide it on. <laughs> it was. 
You know what's funny is I thought of that before the before the show started. I'm like, oh, PC Tunney's got his uh, sound bites up and running. I bet you we get a dance break here. <laughs> Boom shakalaka! <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's slide on over to the other side of the tag team division. This match I'm probably looking forward to most, if this is the actual card, is aforementioned War Machine taking on the Street Profits. Uh, AJ, your thoughts on this one? I don't hate it. I don't think I don't think War Machine, Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them, I still call them War Machine. Uh, I have they even gotten their rematch for the Raw Tag Titles? This would be that then, I would imagine. I because. Because I don't remember them ever like having the rematch clause. I remember the Street Profits having three chances, but that's about it. But no, it should be a good match. All four competitors are really good in the ring. They can you, you'll know Montez Ford and Hanson are gonna have like a little cute like cartwheel spot and aerial acrobatics. But hey, that's what we expect from them. Uh, but do I see War Machine winning and just having it so? A former tag team uh, in the roster is the only ones that beat them. I don't think so. I think the Street Profits actually come out on top. Listen, if the Belaz family rated matches like a normal human being, and it was eight, it was out of ten, and it was just out of ten, right? You go one, two, three, integers of one, all the way up to ten. You can even put in a zero if you want when you're rating these things. So I'm going to guarantee that you. In being completely honest, after this match is over, you will have given this match at least an 8 out of 10. We'll see. All right, we, we will see. Touche, salesman. <laughs> I'm excited for this match, actually. I think it could be a lot of You're fun. excited? Feel these nipples. <laughs> I don't know where this one is. Uh, yeah, I don't got it. It should, it should, pop, it should pop up like Braille. <laughs> You're excited? Feel these nipples. I deserve it. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a really great match, actually. I feel like they can complement each other real well. Like you said, Montez Ford, you you get ready to see some uh, high flying from him. I know everybody can really move pretty well, even even the Viking Raiders. But I see a lot of him being able to sell extremely well for these two giant fucking guys. And then having, uh, I don't even know what Montez Ford's tag team partner's name is. Angelo Dawkins. Dawkins, Jesus Christ. Dawkins uh, matching up pound for pound with him. Yeah, I think it could, it could be a really great matchup and be a lot of fun to see. I feel like the Street Profits are, are the team that's going to hold on to these titles. Viking Raiders had them, you know, and, and didn't really do much with them, I think. What I would be interested in is seeing them move whenever this draft happens and move to SmackDown. Them versus the New Day or them versus the Usos could be really fun to watch. I'd love to, you know, Miz and Morrison, I feel like, are going to get split up maybe after that. But having Machinery versus, you know, these two guys, the Viking Raiders, the Usos, the New Day, I think could make for a really fun group of tag teams that could go back and forth. So Street Profits are going to hold on to these things, I think, and I'm looking forward to kind of some shifting when the draft happens with this with these teams. All right, and gentlemen. Then, it's my turn two... to grab a drink. <laughs> Yeah, go grab a drink. There you go. It's the DWI podcast for crying out loud. Don't drink and drive, drink and podcast. Yeah, Always. well, you you just keep the bottle in the... What do you got a glass yeah, I just keep the bottle near the computer. What are you talking about? It's, it's the smartest thing I've ever thought of. 
What do you? What, do well, we what Andrew thought of? No ice. Ah, you gotta feel the burn. Wow, that's why DP needs a cold drink, and my beers, I'm not drinking them warm. There. This doesn't even burn. It it goes down pretty smooth. It just straight tastes like honey. Good for you. I'm proud of you, son. Uh, <laughs> is that cherry coke? Pro- yeah, it is cherry coke. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Good for you. See some some etiquette. What you got to do is you got to get that um, those ice cube those circle ice cube makers those ice <laughs> circle makers, and that lasts in your glass for a long time. Those are nice. Those are nice. All right. DP's not listening, but that's okay. We're going to get into the last two things that are pretty much guaranteed for money in the bank. And that's, we've seen him at the end of the last two shows. That's Seth Rollins coming out and taking out Drew McIntyre at the end of Raw. And then previously last week on SmackDown, we saw Strowman face-to-face or face-to-Titantron with Bray Wyatt. How did you like that interaction at the end of SmackDown, AJ? Because I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. I thought Braun came off looking like a million bucks at the end of that. I thoroughly enjoyed it because I, I like how Bray even did the tie of, well, I made you. You, you. you need to come back. Come on. I'm the one that made you what you are today. I expect a good match. Don't get me wrong. Do I think Wyatt should win? That's the other thing. I'm not 100% sure if Braun's just going to be a transitional champion and just put it back on Bray and then just have everyone say, why the hell did you even get it off of him in the first place? But it should be a very compelling and interesting story-driven match. I would thoroughly enjoy like a complete Wyatt family callback on that. And then, well, you you're know, not gonna see you're not gonna see Harper or Rowan, that's for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> Harper's probably gonna do a promo about it in AEW. <laughs> DP, what are your thoughts on Strowman having to defend that title? Looks like against Bray Wyatt, and does it make sense to just give the title back to Wyatt? Man, I think after you kind of been all over the place with Braun Strowman, you should have given him the title a long time ago. He finally. Gets it now under kind of odd circumstances with you know, WrestleMania happening. Well, in the words of, yeah, it, it, here, let me put it to you this way before you continue. Braun Strowman's title victory was basically, that was the explanation from Christopher Platt on his title victory, which ended up being the title for this week's Pot is War. Or, oh, no, it's last week's Pot is War. He culminated in front of 10 people. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <clears throat> It would, uh, it's hard to say because I I hate to see him take it off of him so fast. You know, it seems like if they were going to do that, then why not have, you know, Roman Reigns is going to be the ultimate guy to win this, take this title. They could have left it on Bray Wyatt and had him, you know, take it at WrestleMania then. Why did they need Goldberg to do that? So I just, I feel like. Braun Strowman just needs to hang on to it for a little while longer. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing, though. Because of the pandemic, they didn't know that ahead of time. Reigns was going to win the title at WrestleMania. Now, is it just a way to take it back away from Goldberg, not to pay him anymore, and now give that, hey, we can just give it back to Ray? Because Braun will be fine if he loses to the Fiend. But just why give it to, why take it off of Bray and give it to Goldberg if Reigns was going to be taking it off of Bray anyway 
Because they didn't want. Because they didn't want. Because they didn't want Bray versus Goldberg again at WrestleMania. They thought they would make more money, have more people watching if they had Ron and Cena. Right. I, I don't know. I. It's just yeah. It's just difficult. It's just it's such a. It's such a hard time that it, it really screwed up a lot of things. So I'll, I'll take it for what it's worth. But I could. I could see Bray Wyatt winning it back. I, I really have no problem with it either way. But. It would be interesting because it kind of follows Bray's whole, well, I guess the Fiend's whole persona of, you know, sending people back to kind of their, you know, reverting back to their old ways a little bit. And you could totally do that with Strowman. You know, if he took Strowman down and Strowman kind of turns back into more of the monster character that he was, because he hasn't really been doing that, right? He's been more of a, you know, comic relief type of, you know, attraction kind of guy right now and he hasn't done a lot of those things he used to do you know especially being a heel i could easily see him giving it back to bray and turning him back into kind of that monster guy um but i'd also love to see braun Strowman versus roman reigns for a good feud because that was awesome you know a few years ago when they had that so ah, man i'm 50 i'm torn on this one really torn rip torn hey Ripped horn. <laughs> I can't even think of the next. What is it? The the the, the something and the burning. The, the ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. One guy. You know what I'm talking about? Oh man. Well, Good never point. mind. Somebody knows. Somebody out there knows the ripping and the, Google the ripping and the tearing. You're gonna get this really skeezy guy. All right. Let's oh, speaking boy. of ske- speaking of skeezy, and you can figure out which one I think is skeezy. It's looking like Seth Rollins is going to be taking on Drew McIntyre on the other side for the other world championship. Okay, here we go. This is perfect time to do this, I think. I mean, we've got to bring this back. We'll see what's happening here. Here we go. It's another edition of... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. In your opinion, man, who did you think I thought was skeevy? Seth Rollins? Or Drew McIntyre. AJ? I'm going to go with Seth on that one. DP? AJ. You think AJ? I think AJ's... (laughs) (laughs) And that's been another edition! Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Wow, DP, (laughs) you're the fucking boss, bro. I can't be mad at that. That was good. Shit. (laughs) I've been drinking. Wow! I was off today. I, this is not my first. <laughs> <laughs> what number is it? I don't know. I lost count when I was playing uh, Red Dead 2 and then Just Cause 4. Downloaded my free PS4 games. I've been all over the place. Yeah, here's a public service <laughs> announcement to anybody who has a PlayStation 4. If you did not know already, you can go into the PlayStation Store. You do not even have to have a PlayStation Plus uh, membership, you just need an internet connection with your PlayStation 4. Go ahead and uh, do click on the Uncharted series, the Nathan Drake collection. You can get that for free. You're going to get Uncharted 2, 3, and the remastered of 4. Uh, and then you are also able to download Journey. I don't know what Journey is about, DP. I know you and David played Uncharted before. I went through the first two chapters of Uncharted 2. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to stop playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which I was through the first chapter of, and I'm going to play Uncharted 2. Do <laughs> uh, you know anything about Journey? 
I don't know much about Journey. I've heard it's more of an it's an indie game. I've heard really good things. I know it won some indie game. It's won some game of the year uh, votes. <clears throat> Whenever I don't remember when it came out. It's been a few years, but I don't know really much about it. AJ, you know anything about Journey? I don't know much about Journey at all. Like uh, as soon as uh, Andrew told me that you texted him saying, "Hey, you can get Uncharted: The Complete Series and and Journey," I'm like, "I don't know what Journey is," but funny enough. Andrew and I were talking about, we only have Uncharted 1 because it came with the PS3 and Uncharted 4 because it came with the PS4. Nice. We kind of want to have the other ones. Oh, it came out all of a sudden. So, that's currently getting downloaded. So, we'll probably, nice. probably give a review of it next week maybe or two weeks from now. Oh, I can tell you, I, I was hooked the first chapter of Uncharted 2 trying to get off that train wreck. is so fun. So... It's a great Just platform. So, uh, to, if you haven't played it, yeah. you're you're in my opinion, Uncharted 2 was the best of the series. So I'm glad you're playing it because it is fantastic. Right. Good deal. All right, gentlemen. Let's go get some brief thoughts on another wrestling organization, if you will. And I think you will. And uh let's talk about AEW has a couple really interesting things going on, in my opinion. You got that uh, inaugural TNT Championship tournament that's going on. It really looks like Lance Archer is being pushed big time in that tournament. He could possibly be facing Dustin Rhodes next week and Cody Rhodes in the final, which I think is probably what you're going to see over there. Have you guys had a chance to see Lance Archer back in the United States in an AEW ring, either of you? Negative. I just got to see him uh, hanging out with Jake Roberts. And doing their bit, but actually him wrestling yet, I have not seen. I, I have watched this week's Dynamite, and yeah, he was good. I mean, I never stopped watching him from uh, New Japan either. He's really freaking good in the ring, really agile for someone who's six foot ten or something like that. Six seven, but he looks about seven ten uh, around the rest of the AEW roster for the most part. But for him, to, <laughs> for him to have Jake. Roberts as his mouthpiece and look the way he looks and moves the way he moves, AJ. I mean, this guy is just money for AEW, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he's phenomenal in the ring. He, for the funky fresh. Um, <laughs> ring the bell. But, uh, no, he... <laughs> Two words. Phenomenal. Yeah, he's got a soundbite. Nice. Perfect. Dream come true. But no, he's really good in the ring, both power and agility. Um, I got to see him during uh, one of the New Japan shows in America, actually. Uh, it was uh, Tiger Hattori's last American uh, ref's uh, job. But he was so freaking good, and he was so fluent. Like He has not lost anything. He's actually gotten better, in my opinion. If you haven't had a chance to check out AEW on Dynamite this past week, do yourself a favor and at least find the match between him and Cole Cabana. I thought it was really good. I'm a big Cole Cabana fan. I've, I've given him a high five with a fake wooden arm before. So that just tells you the relationship I have with Cole Cabana. Boom, boom. 
anything else you guys really loving right now as far as AEW? I know we got the whole inner circle versus uh, Matt Hardy and the Bucks thing going on. I absolutely love everything that the inner circle is doing right now. If you have not seen it, they did the their bunch? own the bubbly bunch yes the their parody of the brady bunch where everyone's on a video call and you know santana and ortiz are doing their thing there's freaking puppets where like like little stuffed animals where it's like the grinch and like a sock monkey and it's like yeah what do you guys think yeah we're the best and then it goes to jake hager who let's be honest we've seen him throughout his entire career he's not that charismatic but at some point, he looks at his kids during the uh, web call, and he's just like, kids, earmuffs. They cover their ears. It's like, I'm going to beat the living shit out of John Moxley tonight. And then it's like, hey, you can stop with the earmuffs. And Jericho's just completely inept. He's like pouring orange juice on his freaking uh, counter. He's like flipping eggs incorrectly. It's just like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, like, how dare they call you a fake Spanish person? I'm like, I know, I can count all the way to Cinco. Watch, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, 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 and he's just punching a bag the entire time. They're just so entertaining. It's so perfect. You brought up uh, Hager versus Moxley. I thought it was a good match. Other people thought it was slow. I enjoyed hearing Jr.'s voice again. Moxley did come out on top. It was a no-holds-barred, empty arena. They went out through the entire arena. So Hager doesn't really lose anything there. They kind of really give Moxley a big push, in my opinion. Like a big rub there. I mean, that makes him look even stronger. Yeah, especially since during the entire Bubbly Bunch, they were talking about how Hager's undefeated in both Bellator and in AEW. So, you know, they were just pushing that straight to the moon. They had a whole bunch of people they interviewed from Bellator and everything else. These clips of people like picking this match. So I like the way they, I like the way they hyped it up. I like the way they made it feel like it was something really big. And I totally thought, I don't know what the numbers came out. I know the week before NXT beat AEW, uh, even though AEW won the key demographics. Did we see any numbers this week yet? I bet you AEW went back up on top because it didn't look to me like NXT had much going on when I flipped back over. I'm not 100% sure. Every time that I flip back over to NXT, it was, um, we're, we're going to have another uh, tag team match between uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. We got two nice debuts uh, during that match. Uh, Timothy Thatcher finally made his NXT debut, uh, being the surprise mystery tag partner for Matt Riddle to defend the NXT tag titles against the Undisputed Era. And at the exact last minute of NXT, we got to see uh, Ciampa sit down, defeated, because he he lost to Johnny Gargano earlier in Candice because of the uh, last time, quote-unquote. Uh, and Killer Cross, or I, I think I heard that his name is now Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross. Is uh has now made his debut onto NXT TV, and we're about ninety nine percent sure he's with Scarlett Bordeaux. I mean, him and Bordeaux coming in is huge for NXT, and I think that that's been thought of ha- for happening at this point in time all along. Because I think, like previous to him debuting, they were going to have a bunch of people from NXT come up, so he was going to come into this spot 
where now all these other people, it's so weird because you look at like college sports and you look at pro sports and you look at like these people lost their time. Right. So especially college sports. So we let all these seniors stay back again. We basically have five classes in sports at once. Or do we say, hey, that's just life. That's the way it goes. Sometimes you were born at the wrong time and you kind of get fucked out of something, you know, and we got to still make room for the new. So it's funny because WWE is at this point where they released all these people. So they still made room for the new. Do you know what I'm saying? Like these releases usually happen around this time anyway. Maybe it's a couple months later or not. Maybe it was previous. But generally, once the new people come up and you know what they can do, some of them older talents are going to move on so that they can spend money and bring more new people up. I mean, you got to keep the circle of life flowing, obviously. Like, don't make me go, yeah, yeah, Anybody want to follow that? A wimbo whip, 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 a wimbo whip. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lions live tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lions live tonight. NXT. And that's been D of. <laughs> That's been the DWI's take on NXT. <laughs> wow, we're just we're just hitting all the notes wow. today, if you will. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Where's Damian Sandow anyway? He's in NWA still. NWA as yeah. the uh, the third degree NWA national champion. Okay, before I go back into falsetto again, DPP, let's do everyone a favor and get the last call. <laughs> Let's go. I think you should name this DWI podcast number 222. Tony sings the Lion King. <laughs> let's see how many. Let's see. King. No, Tony sings the Lion King. See how many people listen to that. We want our viewership to go up, right? I, I mean, right, you can both show? go to you can both <laughs> you can both go to hell. All right, let's talk. <laughs> Last call. The main point. For last call is when are we going to see another live show? When are we going to see fans back in? And the biggest date out there that's not canceled at the arena or on any level is basically SummerSlam. August, TD uh, Garden in Boston. And it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that WWE is at the whim of the Massachusetts government and when they're going to allow people back to congregate in such a large magnitude, right? Because the president has basically said, this is going to go state by state. Whatever the state decides is how it's going to happen, okay? What do you guys think the probability of SummerSlam happening the way WWE pay-per-view events actually happen normally? And if you don't think it's then, when do you think it's going to be, DP? I think the only other chance they maybe could get July, I don't know what is July Extreme Rules. Whatever the one is before that could maybe maybe it's get great balls. Great balls of fire. 
goodness. Oh, jeez. I don't think I still you have You shake my nuts and marry my 15-year-old cousin? do 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 so, you said it's bad. I said too bad. Goodness gracious, great mountain. No, stop it. <laughs> I, it has to be SummerSlam. I don't see it being anytime soon, any anytime sooner. Considering we're still, you know, we're basically, you know, Wisconsin's locked down till the end of May. You got to figure June. It's going to be longer than that before it's really going to happen, where everybody else gets released. So June. Plus, you need a couple weeks before we get back to normal. You're already in July. SummerSlam seems like the perfect time. It's a it's the you know second biggest pay per view for uh, WWE, and it's, it'd be the perfect opportunity for them to get back to normal and get back to having a crowd. And God, what a you know it'd be just an amazing night. It'd be a perfect opportunity for them to do this. I don't see it going any sooner. Man, if it has to get longer than that, then I think it's just whatever next pay-per-view that they finally can have a crowd in that they're just going to do it. But SummerSlam seems like the most logical and would be the perfect perfect place to do it. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, yeah, SummerSlam, hopefully. I, I know I'm speaking for everyone where I don't want to be stuck in my house every day. But um, hopefully SummerSlam is the go-to, like the first major pay-per-view. Maybe the June or July one to try to build up SummerSlam. Who knows? Please, for the love of God, not Great Balls of Fire. Maybe Extreme Rules. Maybe some other random one that they could just think of off the top of their head. But SummerSlam is probably the best time to be like, yeah, we're going to open it up. We're, like the you got gypped out of WrestleMania. Here's the new WrestleMania for the year, and hopefully they they bring it like they do every single SummerSlam, where it's basically WrestleMania just six months removed. And you can make it a whole weekend out of it. You can have your NXT, your big NXT show. You can do a whole weekend out of it and make it a you know that big event that they missed out on at WrestleMania. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thechairshot.com's very own Stephen Mitchell, in my opinion, one of, if not the best results guys in the business. This guy covers it all. He tells you what happens. Um, According to PW Insider, WWE's Titan Towers were host to filming of content relating to Money in the Bank. This also coincides with the report of how the WWE is changing up their recording schedule. The next week of content for Raw SmackDown and NXT will be live, but then they will be recording content every other week. Think back to how Raw and SmackDown did Christmas and New Year episodes in December. When it comes to Money in the Bank, the craziest part of being at the current WWE headquarters is that they're using the roof. Compound this, WrestleVotes, very credible source as far as I have read up on, on Twitter especially, a lot of the things that come from WrestleVotes, to fruition, not all of them, reports that the WWE Performance Center, th- that was me giving commentary personally on WrestleVotes, not Stephen Mitchell. Back to Stephen Mitchell. WrestleVotes reports that the WWE Performance Center will not be the location of Money in the Bank. Pay-per-view will still happen on May 10th, and obviously with no audience, but there are no leads as to where just yet. Obviously, everyone will be watching closely for when the information comes out. So, 
It looks like they're filming content for Money in the Bank, but they're not filming matches. I don't know what that necessarily means. What did you guys take away from all of that? Home Depot? They got a lot of ladders there. Home Depot is fucking packed these days. Listen, I showed. did I ever send you the picture of the guy with the mattress bag clear cover over his head? <laughs> no. No. I never sent that to you? No. Oh, jeez. All right, well, you guys talk about this, and I'll <laughs> send it. Well, where was Money in the Bank supposed to be held? Are they going to try and hold it where they were going to? Baltimore. I, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think it was Baltimore. And they canceled all the events that arena yet. So where do you? Where else do you hold an event other than the performance center at this point? I mean, if someone's desperate enough to try to like scrape the money together and say, "Hey, we can promote this," that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah. it's I don't know. It's, to me, it just seems like why bother trying to go anywhere else if it's just going to be all taped anyway? The performance center is the obviously the logical place to have any. WWE show at this point until you know things go back to normal so you know you don't have a crowd so it's not like you need the big arena or anything I thought that ladder match with you know at Wrestlemania you know the triple threat ladder match went off great and was awesome in that arena and atmosphere so I don't see any reason for them to change the location maybe they're just trying to give you a swerve I don't know I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure where the heck they're gonna have it. The performance center makes sense. They did good with WrestleMania. I, I can't undermine it and say they did fine with it. No, they did a really good job with the empty arena and how everything played out. But I can't really think of. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say I can't really think of like a venue that would probably take it other than uh, somewhere overseas. Well, it would have to be, I don't know if every state is allowing sports entertainment to go on like they are in Florida or whatever, thanks to the McMahons, you know, donating a nice chunk of money to let them basically do their thing. Where else, you know, where else are you going to do this? Do you try and do one match, you know, since it's all taped, do you want to try and do one match in different arenas to give it just a different look for each ladder match? Maybe maybe you could do the WrestleMania two vibe where it's in different venues, but I don't see that happening. I I'm still trying to wrap my finger around a single location, and the only thing I can think of is either like the UK or Saudi Arabia. But um, Saudi Arabia would be interesting. I'm guessing they can't travel, you know, to that far. All those events that they've had over there, I'm wondering when that next one of those is actually going to happen. Yeah, I'm excited to know when the next one's going to be. Yeah, as long as it, as long as it's at noon during the middle of the week on a day I'm off, I'm all for it because the last one was perfect. It was my day off. It's something to do during the day. Now that'd be a great thing to have. There's nothing to ever <laughs> fucking do. Bars are going to be closed through both our birthdays, DP. I think that's the most important thing about last call. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's, the worst. it's a drizzling shits. Uh, I was about to say mine would. Uh. Everything was shut down when my birthday happened. Uh oh, when was your birthday? Oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to us. March when was your birthday? Oh, well, happy belated oh, birthday. Yes. Yeah, thanks, bud. Happy balls belated birthday. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you went but, there. Eh, it works. But, I mean, again, where, where do you even try to hold it? Because it's not like, and I don't mean balls. 
you can't take a private plane somewhere because, you know, someone will be like, hey, you're not supposed to fly anywhere outside of the country, yada, yada, yada. I don't know where exactly you would hold it other than the performance center. Those are our wrestling thoughts today, folks. Any last things overall, gentlemen? I think we touched on a whole lot of stuff today. Uh, kind of a little bit of an unformatted show. There's there's not a little there's not a lot for us to format around. To be honest with you, we're just kind of all taking this in stride as well. We all have our own restrictions, but it's always good to hang out at the virtual bar, as I call it, with you guys and the bandwagon nerds and uh, Hot as War, or you know Frankie DeFalco. So I'll start it off. Follow me at PC Tunny on the Twitter. You can uh, listen to me at Bandwagon Nerds on that show, at Pot is War with uh, Andrew Belaz and Christopher Platt. Check out Attitude of Aggression. Um, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up some T-shirts for yourself. I know you just got that stimulus check. What a time to spend it to make yourself more aesthetically pleasing when we can finally get out into public with a chair shot T-shirt. So you heard the kind of breaking news. You heard the kind of articles we have on the chair shot, the kind of coverage. I mean, we're, we're covering it all once things comes back, and we have been. NWA, MLW, TNA, Impact, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Obviously, you get a whole bunch of WWE right here, AEW as well. So I'm always happy to sit down with my fellows right here, and uh, hopefully you cracked a beer and listen to us as well. DP, where can they find you on the interwebs? And I heard this show is on other forms of social media as well. well I'm all over the social media interwebs, at it's me, DPP, just look them up and go find me you can get the dwi podcast on facebook as well at facebook.com slash dwi podcast and if you want to follow when they can get back up and running as well those bruce city wrestling events on instagram it's me dpp unfortunately no frankie defalco show for you this week we will have one next week um schedules just didn't permit this week to happen we apologize we hope all you indie wrestlers out there are recording your matches against the invisible man for us because we definitely would love to commentate and comment on those for all things, Bruce city wrestling and updates on the minute. Make sure you follow Frankie to the thumper to Falco, the Godfather himself at BCW one on the Twitter and head on over to Bruce city wrestling one. That's Bruce city wrestling. The number one Bruce city wrestling one.com last and definitely not least the, the fresh, the funky freshness of the show the man we know who is very much phenomenal. Two words, phenomenal. AJ, where can they find you all over social media? And why don't you give us our final wrestling thoughts of the podcast? Well, you can find me on the Twitters at PhenomenalAJB. And final thoughts? Enjoy wrestling. I mean, come on. It's all over the place. You can find MLW on YouTube. You can find AEW on TNT on Wednesdays. You can find NXT on Wednesdays. Raw, SmackDown, they're all still going on. Enjoy wrestling for what it's worth in these dark times that we're going through. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D. W. W. <sighs> Do you have funky balls, too? Or are they just fresh? Are they sweaty? Sweaty balls? 
Uh, so topic term. for another time. Topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs>